Welcome to Sterile Packaging on Track Radio. This podcast delivers insights on medical device packaging from regulatory affairs, process management, as well as discussions on the latest in sterile device packaging technologies. Each episode, our host, Charlie Webb, speaks with global experts to bring the most relevant information to our esteemed listeners. As sterile packaging compliance becomes increasingly more challenging, it is vital to avoid information gaps that could risk your medical device packaging program. Avoid package failure risks and build your skill set from your colleagues' experience and from insights from sterile device packaging subject matter experts. You're listening to Sterile Packaging on Track Radio's Spot Radio. Hi, this is Charlie Webb. Welcome back to another episode. Before we get uh, moving forward today, I have a quick program note. From the very beginning, this show was about sterile device packaging, medical device packaging, and certainly that's the uh, charter of this show. But we've moved beyond those narrow fences. You know, I think uh, organically over the last year, we've moved into discussions that are centered around pretty much everything around medical device manufacturing. Everything from the very top, from the invention, innovation side, to the development of the device, assembly, manufacturing, robotics, regulatory issues surrounding 1345 medical device manufacturers. So clearly we are having the full discussion here and I'm excited about that. Now, of course, we're not going to abandon the discussion about sterile device packaging. I mean, come on, that's what this show is all about, right? That's my wheelhouse, my area of interest and expertise, I guess you'd say. So we're going to stay there, but we are going to open the program up, pull that scope open a little bit wider so we can have these broader discussions moving forward. So today we have an interesting guest. We are going to talk about some of the components that go into a medical device. Larry Nichols is a technical manager with Next Thermal. He's an MBA with 24 years of industrial sales experience. Larry shares his skills with his students as an adjunct professor at Baker College. Larry, thanks for joining me today. Hello, Charlie. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you. You know, you and I were talking about this a little bit before the podcast about I've been going to the MD&M trade show now for 30 years. Yep, I'm that old. And 26 of it as a packaging machine provider. And, you know, as you walk up and down those carpeted aisles, you look left and right and you see these wire harnesses and these little micro machined bits and pieces. And I think for a lot of people, you know, you sort of blur those out as you're walking by. I was in the um, early days, I was in micro surgical blades. So I would be there looking for thermoform plastics and stainless steel. But I was wondering what these big wire harnesses and transformers and all these things, what the applications for. Now, you are one of those componentry providers at your company, Next Thermal. Maybe you can just tell me, you know, first of all, what is this gadget that you're selling? And, and just give me kind of an overview, if you would. What is its application? Absolutely, Charlie. So been to many of those shows myself. And when I first started with Next Thermal, I used to walk up and down and wonder, hmm, what makes these tick, right? And that's all part of the learning process that we have in life and, and being able to understand things. And so Next Thermal, uh, we're located in Battle Creek, Michigan, and we are a made-to-order heater manufacturer. And so a lot of those devices that you'll see, they actually use heat in their process. And it's just figuring out which ones actually do and which ones actually don't. So it's a, a matter of, like I said, going up and approaching people and asking them, hey, how does your system work? What happens here? What goes from A to B to C? How, how those things occur? And what people don't realize is that a lot of capacity that the heater is such a small but yet large portion of the overall unit. And so what I mean by that is that people don't think about the heater 
as much as they looking at this large, rather large unit that can be doing a particular purpose or whatever that might be. But the heater is a very vital. It's also one of the least expensive parts, usually, of the overall system. But it's, it's very vital because it actually can make the machine or the piece of equipment perform well or not perform as well. It can be the difference between getting the results you want and getting the results you desire. Right. And so you're, I mean, even on something like a dialysis machine or something there, you have a heater core in there. I mean, there's temperature is important for a lot of medical devices, particularly in like a fluid management system. And I suppose you do that as well. Uh, Yes, we've worked with a lot of national companies that have actually done very well in developing some of these machines. And so we've done everything from developing items that's used in physical therapy treatment to help increase blood flow and warm those areas for, you know, injured muscles or injured extremities, all the way to, you know, cardiac ultrasound machines and being able to warm the fluid so to be able to get an optimal image. We also were able to look at warming fluids for remote dialysis. We've done everything from working with the centrifuge for testing areas and being able to keep those. Everything that is extremely important about heat and the management of heat is kind of where we specialize. Okay. Well, that's kind of my world too. We're in the uh, pouch sealing business. So obviously we have to manage temperature very tightly and it has to be repeatable in order to um, meet uh, requirements like the ISO 11607 mandate. So to that, is it a validated process that you can apply to this? In other words, do you have some of yours that uh, your heating cores that are calibratable and they can also be validated to work within these very codified, narrow, regulatory, dense processes and medical devices? Yes, great question. So we do everything from the standards, of course, are your coil heaters and your cartridge heaters and, and a variety of we also build temperature reading devices known as RTDs or what we refer to as thermocouples. We pride ourselves on having the highest quality products that go out our door. So everything is pre-measured and calculated to make sure that it reaches within the specs of the heater in a particular range. If it's outside that range, then we go back and we'll rebuild it to make sure that it's going to perform the way the customer wants. And by being able to offer control units, with in combination of the thermocouples and the RTDs, we're able to precisely move that heater to where you the customer is desiring, whether that be temperature X, whatever that might be, you know, trying to maintain temperatures, ramping up to that temperature, coming back down. All of that is can be very controlled through items that we can share with people, such as control panels, control items. Like I said, I already mentioned RTDs and thermocouples. All of those things are available from Nux Thermal. So when your customer comes to you and they're sourcing some sort of a heating solution, you know, I know from our, our company, we go through a, a very specific vetting process or evaluation process, a sort of Q&A, if you like. We want to make sure that we are developing the results that the uh, customer is after. And I think you and I have a shared philosophy here. You know, not only is this um, device that you're selling have to meet the mechanical, physical requirement, it also has to meet the normative or the regulatory requirement as well. And so I think it's important that there is some sort of a regulatory liaison, some connection back to, hey, your product is great. I love it. But... I don't want to be in trouble later on because your company is blind to the regulatory piece. 
And I know that, as I say, you and I share the philosophy where it's really important to have that collaboration. Tell me about your workflow in terms of collaborating with the customer to make sure that not only is the physical item going to perform as spec, but you're also going to meet that regulatory requirement for the customer. Well, all starts with having a great team. And we have several different divisions. We have a complete engineering division. We have our VP of engineering is very familiar with FDA regulations, which we have to all abide by, especially in the health industry and the equipment industry. And so our process starts with meeting the customer where they are. We want to be able to give everybody that works with Next Thermal a competitive advantage. And as you can see on our website, if you go there, you'll see our vision statement, our mission statement. We're committed to a culture of serving. So we want to understand where the customer is. We want to be able to envision their dream, their direction, what they are desiring to do. And then we meet them and we'll make maybe some recommendations or some changes and we'll start in the development process. And that is the next step that Next Thermal does very well at because we're able to work with the customer and we're able to early on share some ideas and before the first prototype is even made, be able to share with them whether their idea will work and will get the results they're trying to achieve. And then we can start to do the development process, work hand in hand with moving forward and getting things progressing. And one of the things that Next Normal is very good at is being able to respond quickly to changes during the de- development. And so for FDA regulations, you usually have to have a hard and fast bill of materials to submit because you're trying to work against patents, you're trying to work against approvals, and that can be for years. And that can be very challenging for a lot of companies. But Next Thermal does that very well. We're able to provide that for the company continually. Like I said, our VP understands the FDA regulations. He'll let the customer know if they need to change or modify something to meet those regulations. And it's very, very important. And of course, we continually work with the customer all the way through the process until the product is out the door. And then we continually ask for the feedback to find out if they have been able to get the results. And is there any changes that has happened? Because sometimes it can be a good period of time during the development process. But we want to make sure that we've got it right and that we're doing everything and getting that feedback from the customer, which is very important to us for our successes and for their future successes. You know, you mentioned something that I think is really important, and that's agility. In fact, we were actually sourcing a a thermocouple ourselves that we use in our laboratory, ones that we would be selling to our customers for them to be able to check their equipment after market. And, you know, we had a change when we discovered that the parameters had to be a little bit different. And uh, the sort of the feedback we got at the time, which was very frustrating, is very much, very different than our philosophy, was that, look, you spec'd it this way. We've already done the engineering. You're pretty much stuck with that. And having the ability to say, hey, look, you know, this is a very dynamic process. Engineering, you discover these things. You know, you'll go down, you'll make a right-hand turn, and it opens into this Fibonacci sequence of changes. So you have to be able to have that flexibility when you're working with a vendor that understands that you're in a dynamic process. And as you mentioned, sometimes this is on the innovation side, there's patent issues. We deal with that quite a bit where the patent has changed and this has to be written into it. So it has to be able to meet that requirement under the new sort of description of that product. So you nailed it. The agile part of being a vendor is so important in order to have a good relationship moving forward because people love to buy, but nobody wants to get stuck with what their decision was. We've had to literally take back a dozen 
pieces of used machinery because the process had changed for our customer. And we worked with them to be able to get something, even though it was their mistake, they spec the machinery out incorrectly. We had the agility and also the, the sort of kindness, if you like, to say, hey, look, you made a mistake. We're not going to hold you to this. Let us help you get to your desired result. And as a result of that, this company has bought dozens of more machines from us because they sort of seen firsthand what our company stands for. And that sounds like your philosophy as well. Absolutely, Charlie. We pride ourselves on being able to understand our customers and being in business for as long as we've been in business and being able to work with so many different types of customers out there. It is extremely important that if something doesn't go exactly right, even at the fault of the customer, that you go back to the drawing board, evaluate, take care of the customer as first and foremost. They remember those things. It's the good that you're able to share to others that usually ends up coming back trifold. And so I agree that we have done that for customers in the past. We have been able to support them. And as a result, they usually, first of all, are rather loyal. They'll stay with you know with you. And like you said, they'll even turn as much as they can your way because they know that you are there to take care of them as a customer. You want to try to create that value for a customer. And that is that is part of the value process. Every single day, our workflow is discussing the product and the application that we're offering or selling. And sometimes it can be frustrated when, in our case, a medical device uh, manufacturing or packaging engineer will approach us. And so we will aggregate everything that we know on the regulatory side, as well as the engineering side, their materials that are going to be involved with the process. And we will provide that counsel, that no cost important counsel, uh, so much so that you're welcome to send us your material. We're an ISO 17025 accredited laboratory. We'll do some no cost studies for you. We just want to make sure that we are meeting your requirement on the regulatory side and also for the mechanical side. But oftentimes it happens where our customer won't take that sagacious advice from us. And we really feel it is in fact sagacious because we have a lot of experience behind us, a lot of years. Are you frustrated sometimes when you're trying to help a customer guide them through the process? And because they're have a, they're, it's sort of set in their purchase specification that they want this device, it's hard sometimes to move them off center and to shine some new light in that buying decision to help make sure, because you already know up front, this isn't going to go well, but you have to sort of gently push them in the right direction. Do you find yourself doing that as well? Sometimes. It's interesting that you you share that word gently push. Uh, You know, my dad used to always say, it's in the small things. And I believe that's a a good analysis for life as well as in, in the workplace. I think that when you begin to understand that this customer, whoever you may be working with, is trying to share a vision, a dream, a concept with you in order to be able to help them out in order standing saying, okay, you have to celebrate in their ideas and you kind of have to meet them in the middle on on items. So there's sometimes you just have to say, I'm not sure that your design is going to work. Let me, let me share some ideas with you. And some are more receptive to that than others. And so that can be the challenge, but you want to do everything cautiously and gently as you, as you put it. And we've done that with customers because you have to understand that a, they are your customer and B, they have this idea 
or this concept that they really want to to make work. And so everybody is very much being able to celebrate in that idea of of being able to to work and make things work. And so when when you want to be able to do that, like I said, it's kind of just meeting them, sharing ideas, celebrating those those differences and being able to have a common area to where you say, I still am developing what your dream or what your vision is for this, but we're going to change these couple of things to make it work. And when you approach it in that nature, most people are pretty receptive to understanding you're there trying to help them, that you have an expertise about yourself and your team. And that's what I said, Next Thermal really shines well because we have a lot of people that's been doing this for a very long time and they really want to be able to help and assist in whatever way we can. Some of the innovators, medical device uh, developers, they already understand that there's going to be a requirement for heating their device. You know, the chemistry doesn't flow correctly at an ambient temperature, for instance, or there may be a patient comfort issue. Have you ever had the experience where they haven't actually specced a heating process for their device, but you have come up and said, hey, you know, your device may be a good candidate for a heating element. Does that ever happen or do they always know that this device is going to have to have a heater. Anybody get surprised by your product, by being of value, by adding heating? Yes, in a short answer, Charlie. So customers on occasion, most I would probably say 90% know when they need a heater or they're going to need a heater in their equipment. You know, we produce, I think I've mentioned already, a lot of those cartridge heaters, and in particular, we produce those eighth-inch ultra-high cartridge heaters, which is using spectrometry equipment and a few other areas. And so we deal with a lot of R&D, a lot of labs that come to us that are actually trying to, to build a product from scratch. They, they may be developing those. We also deal with you know, a lot of dye makers. Maybe they're making actual dye for, for the equipment. But on occasion, they may be asking for one thing, but they really need another. And so what I mean by that is they may come to us and say, this is what I have. And this is what I believe I need. And then we'll say, nope, that's probably not going to work. Let me make a recommendation. Instead of a cartridge heater for this, let's go to a coil heater. And you're going to have better, more consistent performance by doing this. And so a lot of times it's not the fact that they don't know that they don't need heat. It's the fact that they may have a different type of heat. We pride ourselves on being the national distributor for Alstein products, which is a ceramic style heater in Germany. And so we uh, represent them here in the U.S. And they've been able to, they produce a lot of different unique type of products. They, they produce one of the, the first ceramic style heaters. And there's been a lot of copycats after that, but we were, you know, being able to celebrate in them and they do everything from baby warmers and being able to, in the neonatal unit, being able to warm their babies to the centrifuge for testing the samples, you know, that have to maintain a particular temperature to be able to, to get correct results out of them for proper testing. And so we do very well with being able to help people understand. There has been people that have come to us in the past and said, where do I need the heat? And we've helped them out with that. But most of them know that they need the heat. But uh, like I said, it's more of an idea of, of differences or changes in the style or type of heat that they end up getting from us more than, you know, the necessity of no heat. You mentioned also that you do thermocouples and RTDs. So you're capturing thermal data as well 
which is important. So does your company also do the integration into a program logic controller or a microprocessor? Or is that something outside of what you guys do? You maybe spec it out, but you don't really get involved in the uh, full collection piece of thermal data collection? Uh, no, I'm actually glad you asked that, Charlie. So we have actually recently focused more on building what we refer to as systems. And so now we are providing not only just the heaters, we're actually providing the heaters with all the components necessary for being able to gather that intel, gather that data as you are trying to work with your heaters. And so Next Thermal has taken that now where we're able to, to work with the development of systems for folks. And uh, we have prided ourselves on, we recently worked with a very large, I cannot mention their name due to, to privileges, but however, a very large automotive person that was looking for some specialty items to be able to mold and make some plastics. Uh, it's about as much as I can share about it, but we was able to successfully implement um, entire control panel all the way from the ground up. And so that's kind of been something and a lot of success comes with that. Very happy how everything turned out with that particular unit. And so we're able to develop, uh, like I said, if a customer comes to us, we're able to really help them from from birth all the way to, you know, concept to, to full out production. Yeah, I mean, you know, questions, I mean, we were looking at a process right now where we were trying to determine, is an RTD better? Is a thermocouple better? You know, is it a K, a J? When you start getting deep in there and people who understand the process can really shine so much light into your process that, that understand it. And you can't know everything. If you're an innovator, I really lean heavily on vendors that understand their process or their product. I recently just purchased a uh, van for our company that uh, we're using for this outreach program. And I was shocked by how little the salesperson knew about the product that they were selling. So it put me on YouTube, spec sheets, and I had to do all of their job form trying to understand exactly competitive stuff as well as, you know, what did the product offer? They knew nothing. In fact, ironically, I went back and educated them on a dozen things that they were completely unsure about. So as medical device manufacturing, packaging engineers, we tend to be inquisitive people and we lean on a lot of extrinsic data sources people that work in the, their specialty and they know what they're talking about. So it's so great to hear that you guys um, really spend the time to understand your, your process and you understand, I'm sure, competitive differences and all of those sort of things because uh, so few companies, probably not as much in, in, in the industrial side, but certainly I've had uh, conversations recently with a provider in industry that should have known so much and knew so little and uh, that educational piece is real important for your company too, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being able to to share insight. We love to answer questions. We really do. Because answering those questions leads into allowing the customer or prospect to know that we are on their side and that we're here to help. And and that's what Next Thermal is about. Like I said, we're, we're in a committed to a culture of serving. We want to be able to help improve the, the customer's competitive advantage and whatever that might be and whatever we can do to partner up with them and be able to make make a difference with them is what Next Thermal is about. And it's important. And like I said, I, I cannot express that word value that we try to provide for all our customers. 
and be able to support them in whatever it might be. It may be a question of the day. They may call in and just need some something very simple. It may be something complex and it may go through engineering. You know, the engineers may have to, to do a little bit of research, but we're always willing to help, always willing to assist and always willing to provide what we can for anybody who works with Next Thermal. Great business philosophy. I appreciate that. Well, Larry, thanks so much. I'm so glad our paths crossed so we could uh, chat today. You know, as I said from the very beginning, it's so nice to hear from a component provider. And maybe this is an area that people haven't even thought about for their device. Maybe you some shine some light there as well. So I appreciate you spending the time to stop in and chat with me today. Larry, thanks so much for your time. And uh, it was a privilege chatting with you. Thank you for having me, Charlie. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Larry, for joining us today. Great discussion. If you'd like to touch down with Larry, you can reach him by phone at 269-964-0271, or you can uh, jump on over to their website and take a peek at what Next Thermal has to offer by simply going to nextthermal.com. Well, medical device manufacturers, once again, thank you for joining us for another episode of Sterile Packaging on Track Radio, Spot Radio. We'll see you next time. This is Charlie Webb. This podcast is made possible by Vanderstahl Scientific. Executive producer, Lisa Wasper. Director of Media Service, Hector Garcia. Audio engineering and editing by Joel and our friends at East Coast Studios. And this is Jonathan Lockwood saying thanks for your support, medical device manufacturers. See you next time on Spot Radio. Spot Radio.